Good day, all listeners. Welcome to Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. I am Quentin, the media specialist behind Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I just wanted to take this moment to welcome each and every one of you and thank each and every one of you all for listening in. If you're new, Creating a Prayer Culture for God is simply a podcast where we're teaching, preaching, and dissecting the Word of God and truly establishing what it is to have a prayer culture and to live a prayer culture. Um, We preach and teach the Word of God. We talk Jesus, some more Jesus, and a whole lot of extra Jesus. So I just wanted to welcome you all to Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I truly hope that you enjoy it. And for your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's available. So tune in each and every day for new episodes. Welcome again. I was convicted myself, and 
sometimes that can be a hard thing to do is to come to truth about ourselves and things, you know, looking to inward parts and other things that we need to change in order to step up to the plate and be true leaders and walk correctly and humble under God. You know, uh, it's easier sometimes just to, you know, kind of talk to ourselves and finesse that off for a later date to, to handle the issues that we need to handle. So, uh, you know, me personally, I've moved and um, I really want to highlight it. Uh, it says, the Bible says in Matthew 7, the Bible talks about, you know, how can we, um, it's easy for us to correct our brother, but first we need to remove the mold out of our eye. You know, first we need to examine ourselves. So this is, this is what the word was. Uh, and I had a dream and it was a it was involving me and my father, that's Lester. I don't really recall the dream at this point, but what I remember is where God woke me up and said to me, and he just simply told me, he said, um, the words came to me and said, I've, I've blamed you far too long. And um, as I thought about that, you know, it played over my head many times, 10 times, and then I jumped up in my seat. And, um, you know, it just, it just came to me and kept saying, I've blamed you far too long. And, um, it was just for me, as I thought about it, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, you know, it's time, it was more so a time of maturity for me, um, a time of growing up, you know, and spiritually, and um, in this walk, and, and um, I just was blessed by it, you know, and, uh, and, and when I was a child, you know, I was hard-headed, I'm just being honest, I was hard-headed, I didn't like to listen. And you know, my, my parents, they didn't try to teach me the right. At this time, you know, in my life, they were coming into the church, and they were, uh, you know, were very active. And like I told you, even though they're leaders now, the pastors now, they started uh, board, cleaning, church, you know. And me as a child, you know, um, that was just not, you know, I didn't want to be at the church six days all the time, you know, as a child, we were children, you know, we didn't really, we, we saw our friends doing other things, we wanted to live that way, you know, we wanted to enjoy ourselves as children, have fun and all that, but, you know, back then, my, my parents, they were getting into the church and it really, you know, they were really serving the Lord in every way they could. Um, as I grew up, you know, that created a resistance for me, you know, for authority. And, you know, I just grew up, um, you know, wanting to do things I saw my friends do. And, you know, God was playing his peace in me at the same time because I was at church. You know, I was under uh, the word. I was hearing the word. I knew, you know, some things. But at the same time, I was, you know, also wanting to do other things. So um, as I got older, you know, just as a young child, you know, getting older, you know, you form some type of um, resistance in a sense, you know. And um, me personally, you know, as I got older, authorities became real. And, you know, and um, for me, it was a full resistance of it. And as I got older, the consequences got more severe, you know, as you get older. Um, it's not play play anymore. Now it's real life, so. I was at a point where, you know, I had to, um, you know, I came to the point where 
it was a point where it was like how Judah, uh, excuse me, how Judah Jonah, um, you know, God gave him a task and uh, called him for a purpose. Jonah strayed from that purpose. He didn't want to do that purpose because, you know, he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to go talk to the people of Trinidad. And he found himself in a, a delicate well because God was calling him to, to fulfill the role of leadership and he didn't want to take that path. And I feel like, um, you know, this was the point where a lot of Christians are in this time, you know, God has slowed down everything. It's not about, it's not about, like, um, yes, it's not about creating, you know, it's not about the building and how the building's looking. It's not about, you know, the, uh, <laughs> you know, the pictures on the wall. It's not about that. It's about getting this word out. God has created a prayer culture for the world. So this is what it's about, you know, uh, fulfilling that task and, and how do we do that? And, um, you know, I, I just came to the point that when I, uh, when I was young, I realized that I had made excuses. You know, I, I was making excuses. I knew that God had uh, a calling for me, you know, but I was making excuses. I was making every excuse I could. You know, not to walk in there, and now I'm at the point where, I mean, when I when I woke up, was woken up a few weeks ago about that with that dream, I just came to the point where I knew it was time for maturity, and um, I had to examine myself, just like um, our leaders were saying. You know, they have to do, they have to humble themselves before God and examine themselves, and, and it brought me to that point of examination, and I, I just knew that you know it was time to lay aside every excuse and. God spoke to me, and like I said, he said, I blame you for too long. And for me, you know, it was just, it was that, what I just explained. That's the reason I told you a short capsule of, you know, my past. Because, you know, for me, that's what it was. It was making excuses. It was blaming, you know, uh, my childhood, how I came up. And I was blessed coming up, you know. I was really, truly blessed. That's more than most, you know. But it wasn't what I was. You know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I started friends around. I wanted other things, so, you know, I had to come to that point where I had to face those excuses, those issues, those things that were holding me up from becoming, you know, what the Lord, what the Lord was actually um, calling us to do at this time. You know, and that is the point of this, this uh, word that I want to bring. And it's, it's all about, you know, examining ourselves to make sure that we're on the right path. We're, we're um, open and available to what God has for us. He's calling us to create a culture of prayer in this world, humbling ourselves under Him. You know, understanding that we cannot do this without Him. We, you know, cannot maintain without Him. We need Him every day, you know. So that's what this is about. It's about personal examination, about, you know, making sure that everything is out of our way step up to leadership. And I, you know, have been chiming in this past week. I just, that's just everything, every every speaker, every pastor that's been on this line teaching, that's where I've been getting, you know, it's, it's a call to leadership. And first off, we need to make sure that we set aside everything, you know. Our lives need to be centered around the Lord, our God. You know, um, we keep first the kingdom of heaven. He will add all things unto us. Every aspect of our lives, we center around that cornerstone. Um, anything, any weight that comes in between. I'm going to get into the scripture now. Mm-hmm.
surrounding him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ and righteousness, which is called, of, which is of God by faith. So, um, this is Paul, and, you know, he had accomplished a lot, um, and after considering, you know, all he had accomplished in his life, you know, he's basically saying that it was worthless. You know, it didn't amount to anything compared to the knowledge of knowing who Christ is. Um, so this right here lets us know that, you know, he valued his relationship with Christ. He valued knowing Christ more than anything else. You know what I'm He valued that it was well, like learning at First Peter. Um, it, it said the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. So, you know, he was saying here that, you know, it was more valuable to him to know Christ, really know who Christ is, you know, and that was his ultimate goal. As, you know, I read on in verse 10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, of, of the dead. See, Paul knew that he was, you know, he was, at this time, he knew that, you know, death for him was certain. It was coming, you know, and he was counting it all gain. You understand? Because he knew he was passing this on to the, the church of Philippi. You know, he knew that this, he was rejoicing in this, you know, knowing that. You know, he would die in Christ, you know. So this is uh, the next scripture, verse 12 is where I'm getting to. It says, not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that which is also, which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Brethren, count myself not to, I count myself to, excuse me, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press forward, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Amen. So right here, you know, Paul is talking about forgetting those things that are behind us. I mean, I had to examine myself. I had to go through and examine myself, you know. I had to get rid of every blame, everything that has been holding me up from walking in what Christ has for us, to, for me to walk in. And I just believe that that's the word that, you know, was in my spirit that God gave me to, um, to portray here, to, to talk about here. You know, we have to, in order to be in leadership, we have to, you know, properly address everything that is trying to hold us up. You know, we have to put that in the past. We have to understand what it is. I understand that I went through those things for the trying of my faith. That now that I'm at this point, you know, I can press toward. You know, I lay aside every excuse, everything that has come up, um, you know, trying to hold me back, and I, I press towards. You know, the Bible says, any man that looks back, you know, and put his hands to the plow is not fit for the kingdom. So, you know, I'm putting those things behind, I'm examining myself, and this is a daily walk, you know. Christ said, if you, you know, should die with me, you should live with me. So, you 
every day we have to take up that cross. We have to examine and put these things behind. And, um, you know, this right here is just talk, it's talking about maturity. You know, it, it's not, um, it's hard work, you know, but that's, that's what we have to do. You know, that's what it boils down to. Um, you know, Paul was talking about his goal here. He was saying that he wanted to know Christ. He wanted to be like Christ. And he wanted to be what Christ had for him to be. And that's some of what Pastor Phoebe was talking about yesterday. You know, she was talking about as we really study Christ and we study his stuff, and as we study this word, you know, we'll understand his attributes. And then his attributes will become us, you know, that they become our attributes. So this is what it's about, you know, this is how we can, uh, I feel that, you know, we can be effective leaders. You know, we have great leaders on this line, but, you know, we have to put some things aside as servants to really, you know what I'm saying, walk in the ministry, you know. We have a, there's a vision that has been given to us, you know, um, to create a prayer culture for God in this, in this world. As a vision that has been mandated for this call, for this line, and, um, you know, I would say people perish for a lack of knowledge at, at the same time. Also, in, in um, the scripture is Proverbs um, 29, 18. It says also um, for a lack of vision. So we have, there's a vision that's been given to this life, it's been mandated, you know. And also, we, we need to understand the knowledge. Paul is talking about right here, his goal was to know Christ, to be like Christ, and to be all that Christ had in mind for him. You know, this took up all his energy. You understand? This took up every day all his energy. I think about it, you know. You have great leaders on, on this line that study daily, you know, bring us the word. And, you know, we have to be in position. We have to put everything aside. We have to get those things that are behind us and focus on pushing toward, right? I just call them up to be leaders in, every day, in our everyday lives. And it's just um, whatever, we, whatever we may be facing, whatever walk of life we have, whatever career, whatever, you know, God is calling us to be a leader among those who are, are in darkness in this world. He's calling us to lead with the light, to, to shine light on dark places, you understand? So this is what we're trying to apprehend, but first we have to forget those things which are behind and reach forward unto the, the things which are before. What is before us is creating this culture for God, this prayer culture, you know, changing the world, uh, winning souls to Christ, that is for those who are lost and they need to be found. Uh, if you will, right here, turn over to Hebrews chapter 12 with me. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. First verse 1 through 3, Hebrews chapter 12. And here we see that, um, okay. And so it says, wherefore, we are seeing we are all so are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. And the other day, Pastor uh, Sharon spoke on those witnesses that talk about in chapter 11. I mean, there was some, he was talking about Abraham, he was talking about Moses, um, you know, all these great witnesses that we have of, of um, you know, what God has, has done through 
faith in him, you know, through faith in him, what he has done through, you know, those who were um, men who walked this earth. So, you know, you, when you understand that here, it says, wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do us so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the pace that is set before race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. See, we got to set aside every way, and that's me, it was excuses. For you, it may be other things that you personally need to deal with. But for me, it was, it was excuses. You know, I knew from early on, you know, that God was calling me. You know, and you know, I was rather than you know get right and face those things, which it was necessary for me to go through things. You know, because that's the only way that my faith would have been tried. It's the only way that I could understand. It. I mean, I'm just be honest, I just chose not to listen back then. You know, I was a child, I, I just chose not to listen, but thank God I'm listening now. You know, thank God that he has shown me that I need to listen to our leaders, I need to listen to the true men and women of God that are bringing his word for faith come by hearing. I need to listen to, you know, the voice of the Lord and his word. I need to listen to that and pay attention, just like we do. We all do, you know, and... I'm just so thankful that I'm listening now, you know. Uh, there are many things that I had to set aside. I had to center my life around Christ. You know, there are many things that I had to get out of, out of the way of that. You understand? I, I, God wants to use us, but we have to lay aside some weight. You know, we all do continually, daily. You know, we have to lay aside things that can't hold us up from walking in leadership and the leadership that he has called us to walk in. So, you know, the Christian life, it involves work, hard work. It requires us to give up whatever endangers our relationship with God to run with endurance and to fight against sin with the power of the Holy Spirit. To effectively, to live effectively, we must keep our eyes on Jesus. You understand? We must keep our eyes on him. We have to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus was the greatest leader, as Pastor Peter told us yesterday. He was the greatest leader because he came down here, he lived as the man made flesh, the word made flesh, and he endured. See, the thing is about leadership that I realized, and, you know, reading about Jesus' suffering, the thing is, is that, you know, Jesus was... He was uh, empowered because he was the word made flesh. He knew the will of his father. You know, he was walking in leadership, drawing others into his father because he was focused on his father's will. He never looked away at the hardship that he was dealing with. He never looked away at the things that he was going to face that he knew he was walking into face. He never looked away at that. He kept his mind stayed on the Lord. That is the only way. That he could endure, he endured the cross, he endured suffering. He was the greatest leader because of that. See, 
if we're not leading others to Christ, like some, some, you know, I, I don't want to really get into talking about other people and, and pastors and all that, but if we're not leading others to Christ, then we need to hang up the leadership. <laughs> we need to hang up that coat, that title. You know, we need to hang up that because it's not for us if we're leading others astray. If we're not leading others towards, you know, salvation and redemption and, and and what God has offered us, his promises towards us, we're not, you know, leading others that way, and we don't need to be leading. So uh, when we look at what Jesus went through, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and saying, who endured, who for the joy that was set before him, he was he was, he was um, walking in joy because he, he knew what his father's will was. You know, he wanted us all to, he wanted all of us to be saved. Understand? So, if we look away from, from Jesus, though, Jesus Christ, I think, if we look away from him, then we will stumble as Christians. So, we stumble when we look away from you know, him and stare at ourselves. But man, it's impossible. For God, things, all things are possible. So, we, you can't focus on the circumstances around us. We can't focus on everything that's going on around us. We have to focus, stay focused on running for Christ, not for ourselves. And we must keep him in our sights. We have to. And the he tells us right here in Hebrews 12 that this is necessary. It says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3 says, For consider him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself. He was holy. He did this for us. He walked on this earth and fulfilled the will of God for us, uh, sinners to be saved. It says, Least ye be weary and faint in your mind. Hallelujah. See, keeping our mind stayed on him is. is what we have to do, that's how we get better. The knowledge of him, understanding the knowledge of him is how we, you know, will be able to walk this. We look away from anything, we we turn back to these things that easily beset us. We have to lay aside those weights, huh? I have to, I had to do it. I had to get all the excuses out. I had to I had to and not that I'm making excuses now because, you know, or that I was at the time, but I had to look back at anything that was that was an excuse that had came over into this. I had to cut it back. I had to leave it in the past. I had to turn away from it. You understand? Because it's a calling. It's a calling for us. We're being called to leave, so that's, a, that's what we've been talking about. You know, that's what we've been being taught lately is a call to leadership. You understand? So you just think about it like this. Uh, anytime somebody is running a race in the Olympics, you always see they have... Um, even in the winter sports, they have those um, skin-tight bodysuits on, right? Because they're trying to run this race. They don't want anything weighing them down. You understand? They're setting aside everything that can obstruct. You don't see them out there running um, sprints, 100-yard sprints in sweatpants and hoodies. You see them in, you know, the, the least weight, weighted clothing possible because they're trying to run this race. They're setting, they have a goal. You understand? They've been training for this. They, so they understand that they can't have all these weights on them. They can't have things holding them back. That's verse uh, 
chance of that. Any other weights in our lives, not sure, you know, it may be different for you. You know, um, it may be different for all of us, whoever's listening. But whatever those weights are, we must lay them aside because we must be focused. Uh, walking in the district, can't have excuses. I, I so appreciate what Pastor Lester was talking about the other night where he had to examine himself and said, coming from a leader, you know, that that's just, it, was, it just ministered to me in his times because he was humble in that moment. And he didn't care. He, he had to make it right. You understand? He was humbled under God. You understand? So that right there blessed me. You know, there was no excuses in that. True leaders can't can't have excuses. Understand? They have to be mission vision. The only way, like I said in, in verse twelve, that we can fulfill that mission is to keep our minds. Go back to twelve, verse one. That's the only way is to keep our minds on Jesus. Where we it says we will be weary and faint in our, if we think in our own. Yeah. 
have to be out here representing Christ. You understand? We have to be a mature Christian, and that's the point. That's the cause of leadership. We can't be out here immature as Christians making excuses about it. I mean, you know, uh, when I spoke to Pastor Lester a couple of days ago, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, you know, um, I think it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, he was talking to me about speaking this morning, and, you know, I didn't let any excuse come in. Believe in me, I thought about it in my head. I said, man, you know, I didn't want to let any excuse. I said, well, I'm going to make sure I'm home this week. I'm going to make sure I take off. You know, I come on home, get home. I was I drove all night Friday making sure I made, made it home. You know, because I didn't want anything. I, I said, I got to get home. I got to spend time, you know. I, granted, I had been reading already, you know, daily, but, I knew God had gave me something to share, you know, so I wanted to make sure I had it in order. I had my thoughts in order, you know, about what exactly what he was trying, you know, to show me. I had to go search. And I found myself in the belly of the well, you know, because I wasn't walking in what Christ had me to walk in, you know, what my parents were teaching me. Good Christians, even though they were serving in the house of the Lord, they were leading me. You understand? Christ was using them to lead me, to plant seeds in me. And I was making every excuse in the book, you know, that I could fathom to not fulfill that, to not walk in that. You know, so, and then I found myself in the belly of a well, you know what I'm saying? It got serious. The consequences got serious. You know, and I had to put. Thinking about it now, thinking back on it, having that conversation with Pastor Leslie, I have to put aside anything. You know, I don't want to end up like Jonah again. You know, I don't want to end up over there. I want to walk in what Christ has for us. So, you know, I'm just so grateful this morning. Um, I'm going to wrap up and pray. Um, I just wanted to say a few things, you know. Yeah, I want to focus on um, centering our life around God. Christ has to be that cornerstone, period, of everything, because that's how we keep our relationship. We have to bring Christ to everything. It starts with, you know, it starts with us. You know, we, we have to protect that. We have to fight for that. You know what I'm saying? Every day, everything else that we're dealing with has to be centered around that because that's ministry. Like as people were saying yesterday, people are watching us. They will, um, Moses was being watched. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is the free people, free people. And so they're watching us. They want to know, hey, how is he so calm in this? How, 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 is, how is she walking, you know, full of joy through this? You understand? So, you know, we have to be focused on that, centering our life around God. We have to put away any excuses and wait. And I'm, I, I'm just saying excuses because that was, you know, um, something that I had to deal with before. Each and every one personally, you know, examine, put aside anything because we truly want to be used by God. I mean, we're plugging into this line, we're being fed, you know, every day. We're, um, you know, understanding more about Christ, we're understanding more about what He has for us, we're knowing, we're understanding Him more against knowing more every day. So, with that, we have to examine ourselves. I mean, even leaders, good leaders, have to. I was so blessed with that conversation I had with um, my pop, you know, Pastor Lester. It's him saying that he humbled me, you know, 
rubbing it off, you know what I'm saying? Like like most leaders today do, don't face, you know, the, the real issue. They just shrug it off and keep it moving. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm called, this is my title, and, you know, I mean, we see that so much. You know, but humility is what God wants. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed by that. Also, you know, one more point that I just wanted to um, integrate in this is that leaders are those who run for Christ, not for ourselves. You understand? That's the leader that Christ is looking for. Leaders that run for, for him, for Christ, not for ourselves. So, you know, just be blessed by this. Um, there's a couple scriptures that I
Scripture was Hosea, Hosea 4 and 6. And quickly, it says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. So, yeah, read it there. these 
these witnesses, great witnesses, including Jesus. And it goes on to say, let us lay aside every weight and sin that do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, and was a soldier, was a leader, endured the cross, looking who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your own mind. Amen. I just want to pray now. Remember, saints, we have to focus on the mission you know this is mature christian this is how we become mature christians you know not making excuses not letting anything become come in between our relationship with god knowing who he is studying following the vision knowing the vision and knowing who he is what he would have for us knowing his promises that he has for us um this is how we become mature christian and god needs mature christians leaders. You need those that are going to really speak his word, you know, not as Pastor Eric say, speak to engineers, you know, tell people what they want to hear. He needs mature Christians. So I had to examine myself, uh, and this is the word that God gave me that I blame. And it came to me, and, and when I woke up and it, I was saying it personally, it was like I was saying it, the word he gave me, put in my spirit, said, I, I blamed you far too long. Me, you know, it was all the excuses that I was making, um, you know, coming up as a young, young child, you know. So, I mean, uh, I hope this word blessed you. I hope it caused everyone to understand that we need to be mature Christians to walk in leadership and true leadership. And uh, I, I was just blessed by it. I pray it blesses you. God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you as humble servants right now, giving you thanks, glory, and honor for your word, your will, your vision, uh, the knowledge, the trying of our faith, which is more personal. Father God, we just thank you for what will be done on earth uh, and in heaven. We thank you for the daily bread that you've given us, Father God. We thank you for your word going forward and being lifted up in Thank you for the leaders um, that you call, Lord Jesus, to walk in and raise your name up on this earth that you may draw in up to you, Father God. We thank you for using us as humble servants, Lord Jesus. We thank you for humility and abiding in Christ, Father God. Thank you for discipline, Lord Jesus. We thank you for constant hunger to seek after you and to know who you are, Father God, that we may transform into what you have us to be, Lord Jesus, to truly speak word of God, not let anything come in between our walk, Lord Jesus, that you may be lifted up, that others might see uh, who you are in us, Lord Jesus, and who you are, how you live in us, Lord Jesus, and they will understand, they will know without a shadow that that is lives in us, Father God, because you have raised us up, Lord Jesus, to chase after your knowledge, Lord. I pray that everyone on this line blessed by this word, Father God, that your word has come forth this morning. I thank you for using me. Lord Jesus, as your empty servant, Lord Jesus, filled up with you, 
spirit to bring the word this morning, Father God. I thank you for the transformation of my life, Lord Jesus, to this point. I thank you for our families. I thank you for everyone that is represented on this line, everyone that is represented through them. I pray that you use these seeds of this line that you've given us to, to grow, Lord Jesus, your will be done in all our lives. Let us spread that. You said that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few, Lord Jesus. Let's, I pray that some laborers be brought forth from this line, from this ministry, Lord Jesus. And, and Father God, I pray that we set aside every weight that comes before us to knock us off our business, Father God, to knock us uh, off what you have for us, off the path that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Just give us the strength to carry on, Lord Jesus, and be true leaders of Christ, Father God, leaders in this world representing Christ, Father God. I just give you praise going on, Lord Jesus. It's a humble servant, Father God. Right now, I just want to give you thanks. Give you thanks. In Jesus' name, give you all the glory, Father God. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, we got strength in everyone on Keep us on this right path, Father God. Lift us up, Jesus, that we may represent you in this world. Change this culture.